<laughs> so yeah, everybody that's listening, thank you for listening as always, and welcome to the next episode of Be a Master podcast by Heidi and mm-hmm. co-hosted by your friends at Master Collective, aka me. Um, yeah, this episode we're really grateful to have another close friend of mine um, and creative and professional talent. Uh, her name's Mayor. So welcome to the podcast, Mayor. Hello. Heidi, how it's been a minute. The, 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 the great listeners don't know how much time has passed, but what have you what have, what's gone on since we've seen each other in the last recording? Um what has gone on? Anything worth talking about? You know, I think no. <laughs> <laughs> to be frank no and honest. No, um I have a great leadership group that I get to go to tomorrow. Oh, very cool. Oh, so I'm really excited about that. I met with a couple different people. Just get re-engaged with some people that I haven't talked to in a while. Very cool. Um, you know, trying to get out there and launch that business. So anybody that's listening, if you need a consultant, please hire me. <laughs> <laughs> so that will be at beinblossom.com, right? So, yes. <laughs> no, I'm very excited to hear as that progresses, I'm not terribly worried about once people know who Heidi is and what work you do, it's going to be awesome. Uh, how about you, Mayor? Like, first time sitting on the Gamer Haven couch for this reason. Right. Yes. Um, oh. Weird oh. question. Knows are fine. Here. No, it's no a I mean, there's, it's kind of funny because, like, a lot has happened, but also, like, not a lot. I don't know. I'm also recording um, a podcast, so right. I've been doing a lot of just, like, I haven't released anything yet, though, because I'm just like, I'm a little scared to put that out there. But I've been doing like a lot of recording and just sitting there and trying to figure out what I want my podcast to be about. So that's been really exciting. Um, I just celebrated a birthday. That was kind of weird. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, And then, yeah, uh, I have a date on Thursday. Well, I mean. That's great. I'm, <laughs> See how that goes. <laughs> I don't know that this necessarily stays. I want to make sure that we're recording properly on the sound. And this is a uh, non-man conversation. So, yeah, what about this date? What's what's <laughs> worth discussing in this podcast, if anything? Uh, well, I met him through Tinder, which is a very weird... Uh, Tinder is a weird experience. I don't think it's for me, to be honest. It's okay. like, I tend to... Um, connect with people on their energies and tinder you don't really get to a real good sense of a person's energy you just see like pictures of them and sometimes they have a bio but most of the time they don't so it's like you're just looking at people and that's not the way that i connect with people so it's like weird but um i started chatting with this one feller and he's (laughs) got like pictures of all these different adventures he's been on and i was like well that looks cool so, yeah, we're going to go to a park and see how that goes. But it was funny because his opening line was, um, would you rather, for our first date, would you rather uh, climb a tree or have a competition to see how many animal crackers we can eat? Oh, what did you choose? Uh, well, what would you choose? Both. Right? <laughs> That's how I felt. But like, I, bring the am- try to get the animal crackers up the tree with you. <laughs> And That's then great. see how many you could eat. You're That's actually, I love that. Um, <laughs> I went with um, climb a tree. 
and asked him and he was like, perfect. That's also what I would love to do. <laughs> so um, there's that. And then we were talking about like the different things we want to, to do in life. And I was like, I've always wanted to go in a hot air balloon. He's like, oh, me too. Maybe if our first date goes well, then our second date could be in a hot air balloon. And I was like, oh, God. Okay. Look at what you're setting yourself up for. Just like I, grand adventures. Yes. Now, here's the thing that I have to work on. Um, <laughs> I tend to, uh, how can I put this? My expectations for things are grandiose. And I have to learn how to temper those down a little bit. Come back to reality because I'm already like thinking about all these things that we could do, and I'm like, I mean, I, you're going in a hot air balloon the second date, <laughs> <That's> right? <laughs> but we haven't even had the first date, and I'm like, I don't know how the first date's gonna go, so I can't be planning more than beyond that. I can't even be thinking really too much about what our first date's gonna be. So just, just so. like being in the moment, maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, like really taking that in and like appreciating. The fact that you go, both wanted to climb the tree. Right. And, like, going from there. And so, like, on your date, just be like, okay, I'm going to be in the moment. Yeah. I'm going to try to climb this tree. Which I'm super excited about, I to mean, be honest. Yeah. Like, like I think going to a park. So. <laughs> yeah. But, exactly. Like, trying to stay in the moment. It's so tough for me as a person who, like, tends to overthink or just think in general, like, a lot all the time. It's difficult for me to just be like, okay, I'm present in the moment. So that's something I'm working on. Do you think that because you feel like you struggle with being in the moment and questioning yourself, that's why you haven't released your podcast? Um, Spot on. Good job. Um, Yes, 100%. Um, I also, I wanted to... Like, kind of flesh out, like, my ideas and stuff. But I am very... I'm a perfectionist. I'm like, okay. Like, I say a lot of stuff, but, like, does any of this... My thing is, I'm like, is anybody even going to care what I have to say? Does But does it matter? Do you care? Well... Do you care about yourself? I... Listen. I'm learning to care more about myself. Okay. So, like, the point of... The podcast, or at least from my perspective, is to share a little piece of you. Mm-hmm. Whether people are going to like it or yes. not, that's up to them. Yeah. And listeners, I hope you do like us. But <laughs> It's preferred. Yes. It's, it's optional, but it's very much preferred. <laughs> very much, very much preferred. But it's really about finding that piece of you that you're willing to share mm-hmm. with the community that you're building, mm-hmm. the people that you want to surround yourself with, like attracts like. So you will find those people being a magnet to you. So I'm actually kind of scared, though. Like, what if I share things about myself that, like, I'm in the moment okay with, and then all of a sudden all these people know too much about me? What's too and- much? Well, I guess you could actually <laughs> answer that with too much, which I don't want. Point being, if you're comfortable in the moment, it can't be too much. Okay. If it's too much later, the beauty of the technology, pull the episode. That's fair. Pull the episode or be like, why is it? Like, go Maybe make inwards. a new episode. That's, and say, and that's I fair. said that and yeah. I don't feel that now. And this is why. And Okay, now that's cool. Because like, my, my goal is to be very open and vulnerable with people and share my experiences. 
and in a way that like lets other people feel comfortable not necessarily sharing those experiences with me but sharing them with people that they're close to because I want to talk about like mental health issues and I have ADHD and like what that's like and then some other medical conditions but also um, I'm a woman in the music industry and so like what that's like being sure uh, a woman in so I think like when you're thinking about this and like your podcast stuff, it, it goes to how does this connect to social media? Because you are sharing parts of you. So yes. how are you comfortable sharing parts of you on your social media and your social media platform? But what what is it that makes you hesitant on that podcast? So to be honest, um, I'm also very hesitant to share my stuff on social media. Okay. And um, yeah, because I'm like, do... Like, why am I posting on social media? Like, what is the point? Like, I want there to be a purpose. And I'm not giving shade to anybody that, like, posts a selfie because they look super cute. Like, you do you, boo. That's just (laughs) not my, like, agenda for at least my business profile. Um, And so, like, just figuring out, like, what is my intention? And then I'm like, oh, but, like, what if I put too many, like, um restrictions on myself I'm like oh it's got to be like this type of content and I have to make it this many times a week and then I'm like oh well I can't fit that schedule that I've created or these restrictions whatever so then I just don't post it all and I'm like well now nobody knows what I do ever and they're just like uh, Mayor where'd you go because I don't post on social media as much anymore and so where did you come up with the restrictions that you're talking about and the schedule that you have come up uh, with? Well, <clears throat> so a lot of other people on social media, I follow different like brands and um, local like photographers and whatnot. And I look at their social media and I'm like, wow, they know what they're doing. So you're comparing yourself. Yes, 100%. Okay. And that's one of the reasons, I mean... Social media has its benefits, but one of the things that I don't like about social media is how it it does make me compare myself to other people. So then it takes your joy. Exactly. No, 100%. And I was just talking to Robert about this the other day because I, so I'm a concert photographer and videographer and I, I want to continue to pursue that. And I see my work and then I see what other people put on social media and I'm like, my work doesn't look like their work. Nobody's going to like my stuff. And and it's such an interesting thing because like, I don't know that that's necessarily true, but that's how I feel because I'm like, oh, well, this is what other people like and my stuff doesn't look like their like, stuff. That's your stuff. It's like your fingerprint. It's like your iris of your eyes. Like that's your DNA that's out there. Like, be proud of it. I'm not, though. <clears throat> but you should be, because I, it's part of you. And this, she and I did talk about that, and the idea of it's what she sees in social doesn't necessarily mean this is what other people want. Mm. This is what other people have bought. That's, yeah. Sometimes people don't know what they want because they've never seen it. Mm-hmm. And if you're that different, you kind of have to just share it. And maybe, maybe not, but maybe people will see it. That's completely different. I think I might want that. Let me see. It's like innovation, right? Innovation the... never looks like what everybody no. else did. The horse and buggy would have stayed the horse and buggy until someone made a car. Yeah. And it would, why That's... do I want a car? I just want 
four horses instead of two. And then someone figured a thing out, and now look, that's completely crazy. And then it changed everything. So you never know that that's actually, and I don't know if I said that last time, but something around those spaces. Like, don't judge too hard. Um, it's, but I completely understand what you're saying, though, because I think when I was starting to launch Be and Blossom, I was like, I don't know how to merge my personal mm-hmm. identity with my business identity right. to make them feel in sync and, and who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, because they definitely had like separate, but also the my brand is me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 100%. And, um, like, I I originally just had, like, my brand um, Instagram. And so I was posting personal stuff and business stuff all on the same account. And somebody in my life told me, well, like, some of the stuff that you post is kind of, like, childish and you don't look very professional. So I think you should, like, separate that. And so I created a personal account. But then I was like never posting on my personal account because I am my business. And I was like, I think this is kind of silly to have like two accounts. Cause I, like you said, I am my business and people want to know what is going on with me, whether I want them to know what's going on with me or not is a different part of the story. But yeah. So I just stopped separating and I was like, okay, well, I am like certain things like I'm a musician and an artist and whatever. And that's who I am regardless of my business or Well, whatever. and for the person to say that you are posting childlike and it's not professional, mm-hmm. what if that's your target? Okay. Like it's okay that it's not their target. That's mm-hmm. not them. Mm-hmm. It's you're not creating for them. Who you are creating for is yourself and anybody else that's like, oh, hell yes. Right. No. And thank you. Because I did for a really long time. I got very self-conscious. And I was like, that was one of the reasons that I didn't post so much on social media. Because I was like, what if this content, like, I think it's cool because it's authentically me. But what if I am too childish or I look too silly or I sound silly or stupid even like and then people are going to be deterred from wanting to work with me. Which people? Yeah. But like which people? Those are the people that you don't want to work with. Yes. But I also think like, you know, we're in the day and age of we had content creators Mm -hmm. that were very polished, that were very done up, makeup, everything like they lived the life of Hollywood on Instagram and whatever <laughs> right, else, right. you know. Not me, right. and, but then what we're starting to see, or at least what I'm starting to notice is the, um, that like being authentic mm-hmm. is actually pretty cool. It is. So like, I questioned whether I was going to wear makeup today. I was like, should I wear makeup? Uh, I better. I don't know what I'm going to do afterwards. <laughs> You know what? You know what's so funny you say that? I wasn't sure if I should wear makeup, and then I saw you were wearing a little bit, so I was like, okay, I'll go put a little eyeshadow on. But like... And you get what you get with me. Like, there's some gendered stuff happening here, too. We can put a pin in that either for another episode or something. It's an interesting, weird thing. Why is that a professional requirement? I don't understand why that's a professional requirement when your work is... Should speak for itself. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't feel like that ever. I 
for the benefit of the listeners and not the viewers. I, I, you know, I, I styled and, and took care of my hair today. <laughs> Those, it's not that they're optional. It's that they're secondary in my brain because I need to be productive. I need to create the output for clients. And you all have to figure it even with that. Like, it's yeah. even. It's not yeah. secondary. I feel like that's a point. We need to put a pin there because you, you yeah. decided. You Maybe we'll talk about that on my think. podcast. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, Truly, like. because. I mean, actively having those thoughts and ideas of, like, how do I want to present mm-hmm. today um, the topics that we're going to cover? Mm-hmm. How does that influence? But I do that with meetings, though, too. So when okay. I'm going to go meet with somebody, uh, the audience that I'm going to be in front of, I think through that process. I think, how am I going to present? What am I actually wearing? How are they going to perceive me? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that translates over to social media and to some degree. Um, trying to find my voice on LinkedIn has been a, a little bit of a challenge. Um, but really being able to relate to everyday life is like, that's just me. Mm-hmm. And trying to figure out life while doing this business thing and making them mesh together, finding that, that voice, I think, has been super challenging like Mm -hmm. it might look like it's not but it is no and that's that's really um important distinction too because like with social media everything tends to look very polished and put together and I like when there's creators who are like well here's what you see on Instagram but this is the reality and they show like what it really took to like get the finished product because there's so much that goes into making yourself present a certain way mm-hmm. and people are like you don't wake up looking like 100 <laughs> beautiful like a princess i mean day. sometimes i do not <laughs> i mean good for you girl because a lot of effort goes into this look here but you know um yeah i mean bedhead is 100 a battle i deal with every single day so sure. you know but um i have a question actually I just noticed something. We've been saying you segue, uh, Heidi, into social media very well. Conversation went amazing. Both of you were talking about a platform in particular without saying its name, and then you talked about a different platform. I'm not sure if the audience caught if they were, if, and tell me if I'm wrong. You were both talking about Instagram yes. initially. At least I was, yes. yes. And then you mentioned LinkedIn. Social media is beyond both of those. Mm-hmm. Correct. For both of you professionally, let's start with professionally. I figure that may be easier. Do you have a preferential feeling toward particular platforms? Like, is there a use case for platforms that you like, I, this is where I am? Because I know, Mary, you said you're a visual artist, mm-hmm. so Instagram makes sense. Mm-hmm. Heidi, you're, you're making all the faces, <laughs> I love it. Um, mm-hmm. is, there, is there a feeling around particular platforms that you have, positive or negative? And eat, feel free. The, 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 the Mayor, I'll, I'll hand that one to you. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so um, for for me personally, I prefer Instagram for like my concert photography and videography. And like I work with a lot of musicians. So I put uh, when I do put my content out there, that's where I tend to be the most active. Um, and then I'm on Facebook, but I don't really use it very much except for. Uh, I am in a lot of different like Facebook groups and that's a really great way to like network with other people. So I'm in like this one group for um, 
femmes within the music industry and like a ton of different photography groups and stuff and it's really cool because then I can post about you know oh like I'm nervous about this photo shoot like what are your tips or whatever and it's super supportive and it's a great way to network with other people both locally and then also like all over the the country or even the world sometimes um and then I mean a ton of different like music groups for places all over the country because I'm also trying to get into uh, well I'm reconsidering whether or not I want to do this I've always said I want to do tour management and then I'm like ah I love the music community and musicians in general, but I am reevaluating whether or not I want to be as involved in the music industry as I have been. So we'll figure that out. But um, yeah, so Facebook groups are primarily why I'm on Facebook. I don't really post like ever on my Facebook page. Um, I haven't even remembered to post thank you for all the birthday wishes. And that was like almost a week ago. So, you know, that that shows you how active I am on Facebook on like a personal level. But. Okay. So Insta through Facebook. Yes. You didn't mention Snap, so I'm guessing you're not on I, Snap. No. Okay. So what's funny is I got a Snapchat many, many years ago because that was like the only way my sibling fee would communicate with me for a while there. And then they switched to Facebook Messenger, and I have let the Snapchat just lie dormant ever since. Yeah. No LinkedIn yet? Okay, so I technically, I have a LinkedIn. Um, I think I'm friends with you and, like, maybe one other person. Um, But not a primary social media platform for you at all. So you exist in places, but you focus on Insta. We can leave me off because if it's a social platform, I'm there and I'm probably more active than is reasonable. But Are you still friend... active on like MySpace? Yes. What? That's awesome. I'm... Maybe monthly. Maybe monthly I check. And then there's a site called Space Hey, Space H-E-Y.com. That is a mimic of MySpace from 2007. It literally is MySpace from 2007. It's amazing. I'm there. I'm there. Uh, that sounds really cool. It's a, that's a whole another tangent. I'm more curious about you, Heidi, because you know, foot tap, all the details, <laughs> socials. Like, what, what, what are your feelings in terms um, of platforms? So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am not on Facebook. I had Facebook. Past tense. Had and um, there was an election. There was, <laughs> in fact, an election. And. There was a lot of things that I didn't like seeing in the world and a lot of personal opinions that I probably, I'm, you know, I'm grateful that I know because clearly I know their opinions on things that are very important to me. Certainly. And um, I hated hating people. If you don't like hating people, you might not like that platform because you'll get lots of that. Yeah. And so, like, it just wasn't adding anything to my life. And I was like, I'm cool. Um, I deleted it. And everybody like was like, oh, you're getting a business. You should do face. I was like, you know, that's a big NL for me. Like, good for you guys for being able to stick that out and allow people to hate each other. And I, I like, I just can't. Engagement. Engagement is not positive or negative, And that's a different conversation. Another different. Yeah. Facebook cares about engagement, not positive communication. Yeah. And so I didn't like not liking my family members or friends. And that was real hard. That was a really hard concept. And 
like to see from people too. Um, you got to see them in real life after the fact. Mm-hmm. Yes, and to know their true feelings and knowing what was going to be coming and actually did transpire and yeah. how that affected my family yeah. personally. Yeah. Um, that was, I think, the hardest part. Like, it, it, it pushed me to not talk to some people. I don't know that... I don't know that there's a way to ask the question, so I'm just going to ask. Sure. Would it matter? Would it have happened... Without Facebook, like, are these the kinds of people that are so distant you wouldn't have seen them at Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter or whatever? No, I celebrate. So, but again, it it ends up being blamable to the platform because even if you hadn't seen it on Facebook, their being there helped stir up how they felt and wanted to talk. Definitely. So even if you weren't there, it probably causes the same problem. You don't see it on Facebook, but then you're at the table passing the mashed potatoes. And they make the off comment about someone you care about. And now, you know, people are wearing mashed potatoes. Like, that's not where we wanted to go. So Yeah, we did not. Um, I actually think that we might have avoided a holiday after that. A so, uh, I mean, it was like, in that season. So there, I it was around that season where we stopped talking for a hot second because I just had to process. And um, I try to understand where people are coming from. Sure. but. With that, there's just there was a no go. So, so Facebook, Facebook was too attached to that thing, so you let that thing. Yeah, go. it was that just let 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 it go. You're not on you're not on MySpace, then I'm guessing. I, I was never on MySpace, <laughs> like literally never. So funny story though. Okay. My sister was younger. She's six years younger than me, okay. and she was on MySpace. She was not supposed to be on MySpace. It sounds normal so far. So my parents are like. She can't be on MySpace. I was like, she's on MySpace. She's there like, no, she's not. I was like, oh, yeah, she is. And so I created a dummy account, pulled her up, and showed them. And I was like, yeah, she's on MySpace. She's like, oh, she is. <laughs> I was like, yeah, she is. <laughs> oh, my God. Because we're of the same age group. It's surprising that you weren't. Like, the top eight experience was an experience. Um, no. Top five, I don't know if you're young okay. enough to understand. You didn't experience, for sure. There's no way you actually had to deal with that, right? Okay, so I was on MySpace. You would have also been too young for it, I'm pretty sure. No, I was on MySpace. 100%. I wasn't very active on it because... Okay, so I was... I came up in the era where, like, stuff was just starting to get popular and whatever. And I was like, Facebook? This is stupid. Like, I don't want to... No. And so all my... uh, Not friends, because I didn't really have friends. uh, Classmates, we'll go with that. (laughs) They were all like, oh, Facebook this, Facebook that. And I was like, no, I'm not getting a Facebook. And I put it off for as long as possible. And I think the only reason I ended up getting a MySpace account was because I had a friend who was in the, like, she moved in the sixth grade. And I lost contact with her because I didn't have a phone number. And she wasn't on Facebook. Thank God. No. Um, But she had a MySpace account. So I created a MySpace account to try and reconnect with her and never heard from her. But so I, yeah, that was that. And <laughs> that was the only reason I created a MySpace. And I cannot tell you what my login information is or any of that. I definitely didn't have enough friends to have a top eight moment. But, you know, I know of that stuff. Perhaps and- it's, is it a Robert thing? I didn't need to know you in real life. Like, I... I'm not going to say I do it currently. 
because in my current age, I've aged past that. But I'm adding it. Did you Your have a imag- Did you have an imaginary friend? <laughs> no. No. Not that I can remember. At least. I'm going to ask your mom. <laughs> I played with my toys. I created worlds with my toys. Okay. Like, literally created worlds. I'll, she'd let me make the whole city throughout the thing, and then I'd have the entire narrative happen, and that's the end of the story. Like, that's I remember doing that. I don't remember. It's a little weird that I can just sit in a room by myself silently and not be thinking. I don't know what that means, but, no, online, it's like you're wearing a cool shirt, friend request. Hey, you played this game I like, friend request. And I'll just add a thousand of you, 15 will add back. Oh, you got you would have gotten rejected from me. Oh, 100%. It's part of because why I'm surprised like, to know people I know. Because it's like, why did you add me in the first place? You had no reason to make that exception. Like, I should not have passed that bar. And see, like, I have been super protective on, like, who I would or wouldn't add now that I have a business. It's kind of like a free-for-all, whatever. But um, for the longest time, I was like, gatekeeper. You are not getting in. Like, if I don't know, like, your favorite color, you're, we're probably not going to be friends on That's social cool. media. That's interesting. Yeah. I I kind of had both experiences. Because um, I when I did get into Facebook, um, I was very into sorority life, this game that was on Facebook. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Cringe. It's fine. Um, it's all right. And so I Farmville. Would... Were you in the Farmville at all? People tried to get me into it, I and I was like, nah, sorority life <laughs> all the way. Um, uh, it's okay. Still. It's, it's but okay. Um, I think I went through this phase where I was just adding, like, a bunch of people because there was, like, some incentive. I don't remember what it was. But we would just, like, add people randomly. You didn't know these people. And then I was like, I, I've had this conversation with my sibling the other day. I was like, you know what? I think I'm still friends with some people that I just randomly added because of sorority life. And I probably should go through my friends list and like actually curate this stuff. Um, I mean, but yeah, maybe they're was... really loving your content. Yeah. You never know. Okay, so it's funny at this point. <laughs> You're not <laughs> they wrong. They didn't remove you either. Yeah, it, that's that's fair because there are some people who will wish me a happy birthday. I'm like, I don't know who this person is. And then I'm like, they might be one of those sorority life people. <laughs> And I don't really talk to anymore. If you made anymore. a post like that, I would be curious to see how people react. <laughs> Just, hey, this is totally cringe. Any of you friends from, from way back that like sorority life and see who responds. See, that's that's the wavelength in social media. I that's am. that's where I am. So yeah. your curation makes a lot of sense. You're both curating and not because mm-hmm. the nature of your um, interests kind of require your more open. H- Heidi, why... So you, I know the the Facebook position. Yeah. I know the LinkedIn position because professionally makes tons of sense. Looks yeah. like lots of feedback there too, which yep. both deserved and uh, worthy of little applause. But also, Insta. So do you use that in a personal capacity? I know you have brand uh, existence everywhere, but you, what do you use on social, if anything? Yes. So Instagram, probably. I've just started putting more content in there. I had your post- personal. My personal, but I also have a business one now. But there are links that like you can collaborate okay. with them. So like I, when I post for one, it's like a collaboration situation. Okay. Um, but for a while, I had a couple pictures of my kids, but I really wasn't super active on Instagram. Um, and I don't really post a lot of 
pictures of like my family or kids or anything like that. Okay. Um, it kind of goes on the line of they're humans and I haven't all under the age of legal consent. Well, yeah, at the time, my right. my oldest yeah. is now going to be nineteen. Okay. But um, what if they don't want me to post these pictures? Sure. And like, what if it's like something? That they were like, why did you share that? You know, um, mm-hmm. when they were little. Um, they all have social media now, so they all are putting their own content out there. Um, I will say that for a large portion, we monitored it. Of course. So, like, any pictures that would go up, um, they would ask, you know, is this appropriate? Like, what That's awesome. comments mm-hmm. should I put under this picture? So, like, teaching them. I think that is, like, such a key. Like, just don't. For us, anyways, in our, in our family, like, don't just let them run wild, which some people do. But um, running, like, being able to have that teachable moment each time they post and each time they interact um, is really important. We also know their passwords to all of their social media accounts. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where we are with, with that and why... I think um, you'll see a little bit more active posts of just general life of mm-hmm. business and stuff than I have ever posted before on Instagram, Snapchat. Um, one time I had it at one point and then had like a bug or something way back when, and they had issues with people getting logged out. And while I got logged out and I just never put it back on, I was like, I don't use this. Mm-hmm. This is stupid. Um, so I, I don't have snap, um, Twitter, but like, let's be serious. That's going down the toilet. Mm. I (laughs) technically, I do have a Twitter account, but only because I wanted to like park my handles so nobody else could take it, but I'm not active on there. Um, I wanted to touch back on what you were saying about social media with your, your family and your kids. And I think that's such a great like thing that you're doing because I remember, um, Like, when I was, like, in middle school, that's when, like, all the social media started being a thing. And then we started learning about, like, how to be safe on the internet and especially with, like, social media accounts. You know, like, don't just – I clearly didn't listen because I (laughs) – don't add random strangers. I don't like sorority life. I don't care. Whatever. But But it's um, sorority life. (laughs) It's it's a very – weird game you basically are a sorority girl and i can't even remember more specific beyond that because it was probably at least 10 maybe 15 years ago at this point um but yeah cringe again but um no and and one thing that we learned especially when i was um like in high school and getting ready to apply for colleges and stuff they're like we were taught that they do look at your social media. And so if there's lots of pictures of you at like parties and like doing things that you shouldn't be doing, like drinking or even like having a red cup, even if you don't have alcohol, like they are going to assume that that's alcohol. So be like teaching your kids, like what is appropriate and maybe not so appropriate to post on social media is I think really important because it can reflect upon you like later. Um, Later on in life. Oh, definitely. Uh, even with, like, jobs and stuff, definitely. too. 
Um, I mean, you see this in the professional world. Like, there's been professional athletes or, like, politicians or whatever that have – things have come up from their past that, mm-hmm. have, that have been posted. And they it's like, yeah. So it's a real thing. But I will say that um, my oldest son, he's 19, he's in college, and um, he definitely trolls his sister. It's so ridiculous. It's like, bro, be man nice of, to man, her. Man of my own heart. Just From like, that era, at that age, right? But I, it's your I, sister. I don't like her. Like, be nice to her. She doesn't know what she's on doing. On the internet, well, she's gonna learn. <laughs> yeah, from <laughs> yeah. him. Well, maybe that's it's tough. better to learn from him oh, instead see, of I, someone else. I don't yikes. know. But no, that's yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's interesting. But it's like his way, I think, of showing affection and yeah. like. It's like when the like I'm gonna push you in the mud, like that. You literally like, ruined my outfit, but it's me touching you because I love you. Yeah, like I can do it, but digitally, if anybody else were to, it's I a think problem. I think that he would probably snap on them. Like, of course, you know, um, older brother vibe. <laughs> that's so interesting. I just I wonder to what degree there is a um. Interest or, or understanding in like, okay, so our age is we're in a vibe, a space. Mary, you're a little underneath us in terms of age range. I got involved with social before it was social media. I, talk, I was talking with Mary about that prior. Like, if we're talking about social media, when does it start? Does it start at MySpace? There was Friendster before that. Does it start at Friendster for I you? Did you, have, you had a Friendster game? No, I did not. No? I was like... <sighs> Oh, and I had no reason to be in any of these places. Let's be frank. Like, I was a very local <laughs> dude, but I wanted to touch the world. Message boards is why. IRC chat on the internet. Oh, the AOL. <laughs> oh, I was there, and we're having conversations with, it was a different child that is an adult. He doesn't have good intentions. Do not give your address. Mm-hmm. Era. Mm-hmm. But I was interacting with people. We just didn't have persistent accounts. That's the distinction, I think. So, like, 2000? Is when that happened? Message boards? I don't know if you were ever on a message board, like an intentional, I'm going to website.com to talk about no, because, Star Trek. to be honest, I thought, well, everybody's doing it. I don't want to do it, and I think it's stupid. <laughs> I agree. That's like, I, that is fair. Like, I was like, this is, this is not my jam. Like, you guys are wasting your time in front of a computer when there's, like, a whole world to live. And, and you are not, it's interesting. I agreed with you. And wanted to do it because of it. Like I, that, like we talked about that a month or two ago. And I'm like, no, it's stupid. We shouldn't. If they're doing that, I, w- I want to see what's stupid. Like that was my my thought. Like, what are the what is the stupid? What where are the people? That was my interest, and I think that made my experience different than the normal person who is just like, oh, all of my friends are here. I have to be here. I was conscious. Like, I don't really have to be here. There's nothing great until there is something great, and I meet a random person. What was their name? I don't know that trans issues were real necessarily yet, but I'm pretty sure they went by they and their name was something R, Reen something. This is in like 2001. Met a random Korean American in Seattle, Washington, because we both liked Magic the Gathering's fourth drop. And <laughs> we're in a group, like, I met a human being because of that. So I'm like, this can be good. And then there's all of this. Okay, mix. but like, email. Yes. Mm-hmm. Email. Is technically kind it's of too on that vibe. It's too but slow. You know what? I met a group of women mm-hmm. that live in Oregon. Okay. Um, they accidentally emailed me. Okay. <laughs> I they were trying to reach their friend, and we must have a similar like 
names or whatever. So I emailed them back because it sounded like in the email that they needed to get hold of this person. So I emailed them back. And then they had a great conversation. And I periodically check in with them still. That is incredible. That is what social media is. (laughs) I love that. With fewer boundaries, which is probably why you don't like it. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) (laughs) These boundaries, I just want to message you whenever I want to message you. So this is the other thing and the other feeling I have about social media is... If you truly want to know how I'm doing, if you truly want to wish me a happy birthday, if you truly want to be a part of my life, you probably have my phone number and you should probably pick it up and call me, text me, or come and just see me. And so that relationship part of being present with that human is like something I thriving so you don't like the fast food service model of friendship where i tell all of you this is the thing no so you're not did you it's gonna seem like a weird aside did you like or watch the real world or road rules yes i feel like that moment in time created this whole thing it's not just i'm a person with a friend who has other friends i'm the star of the show who has a friend who has other friends so I need to talk to the kid, go in the side room and talk about the thing we just did, like that argument we just had. I need to talk to the audience about that and then go back to my friends. That thing feels like that's where social media is. So I can appreciate you wanting your friend just to say, hey, happy birthday. But what if everyone's busy? It's t- In this era, people busy, they don't understand. Busy is an excuse. It is. Busy is literally an excuse. Like, if it's important to you, you will show up and you will do it. This is true. Busy is just somebody saying, you're not that important. Is it bad? Your professional and your and your personal opinion that I like not saying happy birthday on Facebook. No, I 100% don't say happy birthday on social media. Because I do say happy birthday on Facebook. I like not saying it because I do say it. So I'll say it. And I know people, My al- the algorithm likes Robert. Like, I am active. So if I don't so say like it, people know. Yeah. Now, sometimes I do miss it, but sometimes I don't miss it. Oh, it's your birthday. Cool. You might so get happy belated. A, so you're just trying to be a jackass. Not necessarily a jackass, but like you said, <laughs> if you care. You'll do it. And I don't, everybody that says happy birthday or whatever, I appreciate truly because they made a point to do it. They didn't have to. If you didn't. And I know you saw it because you gave me the thumb. You didn't give me a heart. You didn't, like, I, you made a choice. So I'm about to make a choice. And it's stupid. It's terribly petty and it's not useful. And that's probably why you don't use Facebook. <laughs> like, everything I mean, I'm describing, yeah, I don't want any of that. I don't, I don't need that in my life. <laughs> um, no, I was just I was curious about that. But, Mayor, I feel like um, we were having a conversation prior and you had some curiosities about this subject that you had for us. What what did you want to ask or talk about? Well, so one thing, um, I am curious if you think that you could do your job without social media. Um, could I do this podcast without it? No. Um, could I maybe connect with or stay connected with all the professionals that I have met along the way. Um, probably not to the same extent. 
um, could I keep in contact with my family? I mean, to be honest, I just found out I had like 50 other cousins that I didn't know were born because I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> like kidding, not kidding. Yeah. Um, but, but I'm okay with that not too. Knowing. Like it's okay. Like if it was important to me, I would make an effort to be active in that. But um, I'm just not there in in my space and time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so does it enhance it? Yes. Does it make my business? No. Um, I think my business is really based on relationships and mm-hmm. what my community is and what I hope for my community and what I want to bring to my community. Um, and I think it as as a tool, not necessarily as the actual way. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. No, yeah. it does. I get that. And it probably speaks to just who I am too. Uh-huh. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh, I have some. I have some. Yeah, share. Backup <laughs> questions. So it, 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 I feel like it strikes the same balance about your feeling about certain words, certain nouns. Um, I love, I love the coldness of certain language. Like <laughs> Facebook is a platform. Like, what does that mean in practice? Like, practically speaking, it's something elevating you so you can have a larger access to people that's what a platform is so facebook is a platform you don't seem to you you like you cringe to those so the the other i'm saving it for whenever that episode comes but it is very parallel to that in my so like when when you say it's a facebook's a platform all i can think of is like you know those risers that you all had to stand on for choir yes Yes. like all i can think is people are standing on them and it's just good it's just collapse it just collapse it just and then all the kids are flying everywhere like, literally, that's what I think of when people are like, Facebook is a platform. Yep, it's the risers, and they're collapsing on the gym floor, and all the kids are screaming. They just got done singing that beautiful song and playing their instrument, and But as long as it lasts, it gives you an elevation. How long is it actually? I don't know how long it can. Because look at Twitter. Like, let's look at Twitter. Well, yeah, it's, you're not wrong. MySpace. I mean, you still have an account, but, like, the two of us don't. <laughs> Wait, me and 14 of my friends. Okay. Um, no, like... So the idea of it being that, and you made a you made a point about how you're going you are going to and are currently building your community. Yeah. When you say that, and I think about my parallel, what is my parallel? Where is my community? If we're trapped with regionality, I have to have some tool where I can interact with people outside of my region. Email's an option. How do I get an email list? I don't. You're definitely too young for. Um, there was a movie. Um, Called Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. I'm not sure if you're familiar. No. Yeah, yeah, I'm, it's too old for you too. Um, I'm older than you. <laughs> but I liked old things. That's I right. Like you old like things. you're like <laughs> from the 1920s. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I like candies. But anyway, um, how do you get a list of people that are outside of your regionality without social media? So I build my community in the internet, like it exists <laughs> digitally first, and then. After I've known you for 10 years, now you're coming to Cleveland, and which is another weirdness. I managed to meet people I was friends with on Facebook since 2009 who decided to come to Cleveland on a whim because that election thing happened yeah. and they were protesting. So they managed to roll through my city. I met them because we were arguing with people on Facebook. So now they're my, they're my I family. Mean, I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing. Like, 
because people do I do not find... see you judging necessarily. No, That's I, not how I hear you taking it. I yeah. think people do find community within the internet um, mm-hmm. on different platforms, email. I mean, I still check in with the ladies from Oregon. Um, but I think it's the destructive part sure. of it. Like, that just, like, literally kills my soul. <laughs> I, I get that 100%. Um, and, I mean, if there was, like, an easier way to to stay connected without all the, like, toxic sides of stuff. Yeah. Like, one of the, oh, so um, I'm also part of a bunch of different Facebook groups for the different medical conditions that I have. Um, so that's like really cool. Cause then I can be like, Oh, I had a really bad day because of this stupid heart thing that happened. And people are like, oh, yes, me too. Blah, blah, blah. And so like, that's really nice. Prior to like joining those Facebook groups, I was part of, so I have narcolepsy and there's something called the narcolepsy network. And they did, um, I think they still do host like a conference like every year. And I haven't been to one in person yet because money and whatever but um like I think that's like really cool if there was more things that were like real life things you know like oh we all have the same whatever let's go get together and talk about this thing and I know that there's there are some things like that like for like board games and like other kinds of cons and stuff which is amazing and I do go to some of those as well but I I I wish that there were like I don't know. Maybe there is, and I just don't know about it. But, like, an ADHD conference or something like that where I can be like, these are my people. We're all neurodivergent, and that's amazing. Let's get together and just, like, hang out and be weird together, you know? And because I don't know of those kinds of things, I'm, like, on Facebook and stuff. And actually, what's interesting, um, the pandemic I was, like, alone with myself, like, all the time and my thoughts. And I'm like, geez, this is annoying. I I got onto TikTok for a hot second there. I was part of, of that whole thing. I was like, no, TikTok's weird, whatever. I'm not going to be one of those people. And then I was like, I am alone all the time and I have nothing better to do. Let's get on TikTok, whatever. And I never created any content on TikTok, but I was a consumer of content. And, um, you know, there was some great stuff and some not so great stuff. But one thing that was really cool was it was another platform that I could connect with other people um, that that have ADHD. And I learned a lot about ADHD. Like I, I was diagnosed when I was like, I don't know, like five or six, mm-hmm. but, um, I didn't really know exactly like what that was. Cause people are like, Oh, you're hyperactive. And it's like, Oh, okay, cool. Thanks. But that's not the only thing that makes a person ADHD. And, um, like going on TikTok and watching like all these different content creators talking about like what ADHD is for them and explaining things like what masking was and what stimming is. I'm like, I do those things and I didn't know there was a name for that. It made me feel very seen. Would you explain to the listeners what, what those Both are? Those. Oh, yeah. yes. Okay, so masking, if you're neurodivergent, the term masking tends to mean when you like are trying to pretend like you're not neurodivergent. So, um, 
for instance, like for me, I will try and like tone down how how loud I am, how enthusiastic I get. I'm actively like while we're on this podcast thinking about like how often am I interacting with people? How how much time do I spend sitting here just like quietly not engaging? Like am I making the appropriate amount of eye contact? All of those things can be considered like masking because you're actively thinking about those things that for most neurotypical people, that just comes as second nature. Like, I'm sure, I don't actually know because I'm not neurotypical, so I don't know what their life is like. But I've heard that a lot of neurotypical people just have a conversation. They're not thinking about like how much time they're spending talking to a person. Do they leave enough room for the other person to like interact with them? Like all these things. And I'm constantly aware of like all of those things to the point where sometimes like even within this conversation that we're having right now, I'm listening to what you're saying and I'm like, oh, I want to share this thing. And then I'm like thinking about that, but then I don't know when to like jump in and say the thing. And then the conversation naturally moves in this other direction. And I'm like, well, I don't want to like be like, oh, but like this thing over here. So it's a weird thing. So that's what masking is. And then stimming can be a lot of different things. Um, for me personally, it's when I, um, I'm like dancing to like get out the excess energy, but it can also be like if you're fidgeting and you're like tapping your hand or shaking your leg or whatever, it, it's that that can be like a form of stimming. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think that you brought up a really great point about like TikTok and like just in general learning from, from social media because I, that, I can get around. Like, mm-hmm. I can get around people learning from each other. It's the tearing apart that, like, really turns me off. But I love that you were able to find um, other people and learn about yourself. Yeah. And, you know, when we're all in our own houses, staring at each other, staring at the mirrors, staring at whatever we were staring at, like, <laughs> that you were able to find that outlet and, like, mm-hmm. to be able to use that resource and that tool to, to get to know you a little bit better yeah um for me tiktok i was not on the tiktok train either um that sounded like a past tense to me i'm struggling (laughs) i am struggling so somebody's (laughs) like okay tiktok it's great marketing and they're like okay cool i'll put that on i will i will have that as one of my platforms um you know and all i see is the children falling off the risers again because i i like it's like, okay, how am I, how do I use this? Like, how do I use it authentically? I think, I think that is like yeah. my problem mm-hmm. is I, for social media, I have to show up authentically. So mm-hmm. anything that you see is very like me, like mm-hmm. it's a very authentic, I don't push a lot of anything else that doesn't feel comfortable or doesn't feel like me. Mm-hmm. So I go on to TikTok and people are like, just watch it a, a little bit and then you'll start to feel and you'll see like how other people are using it. And I've I've I have spent too much time watching TikTok and going, this isn't me. Nope. I don't know how to do this. I don't want to do this. Like this doesn't feel like me. <laughs> like, so yeah, TikTok's still like floating there for me, but I I can't. I can't I, get it. You know what? I totally understand because like in the pandemic I was a heavy like consumer of TikTok and then I found myself being like 
I don't do anything but watch TikToks for like hours on end because there's nothing to do. We're in a lockdown. And I had to like pull myself out of that. And um, I actively delete the apps off of my phone occasionally. Like currently I don't have TikTok downloaded on my phone because I will find myself being like, oh, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, oh, I'll check the weather. And then somehow I opened up Instagram. I'm like, no, get out of there. And then like, (laughs) I opened it up again. And I'm like, what am I doing? No. And it's because I'm like bored and I don't know what else to do. So I'm just going to like check Instagram. And I don't do that as much on Facebook, but I like, yeah. And IG Reels, same deal. I am consuming so much content and I keep telling myself, well, now because I'm doing this podcast not not just this one but like my own and I'm like okay like I'm doing research right it's all of this is research (laughs) and so I'm like watching all these like clips for other people's podcasts I'm like oh this is pretty cool but I've also accidentally gone down some rabbit holes for some podcasts that I'm like this is very clearly not what I want to be talking about or doing with my life whatsoever (laughs) and so it's like it's very interesting and I think one thing that's really important is like the internet in general provides information to people that in a way that wasn't as accessible before But it also allows you to spread misinformation. And it can be incredibly difficult, especially with social media, because it's so easy to like see something and share it. And then it's just spreading all around. And some of my friends with even like the best of intentions will share something thinking that it's fact and then have to go back and be like, you know what, I did more research and I shared this thing and it's not actually accurate. I'm sorry. Um, and fortunately they own up to that, but not everybody does. And so then there's like all this information that might not actually be accurate spreading all throughout social media, often crossing different platforms. And that's what scares me. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's super scary. Um, I mean, some of the platforms out there had to start putting in fact checks, like Mm -hmm. "Mm, this is not real. Like that is what frightens me is that. The consumer, I'm not saying we're all dumb, but like we're the, mentally preoccupied with other. We're things. just we're just consuming. Yeah. We literally mm-hmm. are just consuming. Our brain is trying to keep up the colors. Oh, the colors and the sounds. Oh, that's pretty. Oh, that that word. I like that word. Oh, that's a pretty picture. I want to go there. And but you're reading and you're just consuming and not understanding what you're actually consuming. I think that is really important for people to understand is like when you actually are trying to find who you are and what you're doing in your life and being present is looking at what you're consuming Mm -hmm. like I'm not talking like just food I'm literally talking about your social media your music your like your everyday life what are you putting and exposing your body and your brain and your spirit and everything to yeah 100% and there's like um like a lot of research that's been done on the kinds of content that you consume that can have um, an impact on your like mental health and, and whatnot. And I was watching something or reading something. I don't know at this point anymore, but um, the first thing that you do in the morning can set the tone for what Mm -hmm. you do for the rest of the day. So for instance, like if you vape, if the first thing that you do is hit your vape, that's going to be what you seek out 
when you're bored or whatever. If you're scrolling on IG, same thing. But if you put on like upbeat music and you like start dancing or whatever, then like that's what you're going to want to to do when you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. So what is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Well, I'm going to be real with you. That's what we like. Uh, I am one of those people that wakes up and looks at the weather and then opens up IG accidentally, <laughs> in air quotes, accidentally. Um, and I was just talking to my sibling about this the other day because they're like, I'm messaging them. Um, so I do this thing where I send um, reels to to them on Messenger. And they're like, that's a lot of IG reels. <laughs> and it's first thing in the morning. Have you even eaten? Have you had anything to drink? Are you still in bed? And I'm like, <laughs> 100% I'm still in bed. I've been up for an hour and I haven't gotten out of bed or eaten or had anything to drink because I am watching IG reels. So um, what would you like to change in your morning? Okay. That's a great question. So um, today, for instance, I accident. I was so excited to be on this podcast today that I accidentally woke up at six o'clock in the morning, which might not sound like a big deal to most um, listeners, but I don't usually wake up prior to like 830. So this is like a huge deal. She, she brought my energy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, um, and I was like, all right. Well, I'm not going to doom scroll on IG this morning. So instead, I was like listening to some like calming piano music and I got into um, this new webtoon. Uh, And so I'm just like reading this webtoon and I'm like, this is nice. You know, it's still giving me the like good vibes, but I've got calming piano music. It's not like all this weird like IG stuff. And yeah, I ate breakfast and and it was lovely. And I was like, I think this is what I want to start my day with. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you for a week. Oh, I want to see if you notice, like, just do that every single day for one week. Okay. And just see how your day shifts, how your mind shifts. I challenge accepted 100%. I can't wait. And I think that it's going to, like, have a real good impact because um, I've noticed, like, like we were talking about, um, like comparing yourself to mm-hmm. other people on IG. When I'm scrolling on IG first thing in the morning and I see people's stuff, I'm immediately like, I'm not as good as everybody else. And that's like the first thought that I will have sometimes. And that just sets the tone for the rest of the day that I'm not good enough. And like, that's just really crummy. It is. So, uh, and I have noticed that on other occasions when I start my day with like just upbeat music, that helps me get out of bed and be more, like, productive and energetic and just happy about the day. I'm like, yeah. yes, I'm doing something fun today. <laughs> it did help that I had this podcast to look forward to. When there's Love days, <laughs> Yes. When there's days where there's, like, nothing necessarily to look forward to, that's when it's like, well, I don't know. You but know. you'll start noticing, I'm guessing, that you're going to be like, oh, I have this to look forward to. I have this because... You're already set, like, doing that mindset. So a lot of our, we're driven by emotion. Mm -hmm. And if we can change that emotion into a mindset, things just start changing. So, Robert, how do you wake up in the morning? (laughs) You want the general answer or do you want specifically for this morning? I want, like, real answer. So specifically, I generally wake up before my alarm. I usually don't get up until it goes off. Um. So you said the first thing you do. I don't know what the do is. Is the do turning off the alarm? 
and, and you're, listen, you're no, reason, no. I'm that rolling is. my eyes at him right now, everyone, because like he knows exactly what I'm asking. Reason I'm saying that specifically is the music. Like you pointed out the music. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so what? What's the theme songs for the music that I? I might put it in the description. Actually, um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with Arnold Schwarzenegger movies of the mid to early eighties. I mean, I know some. Yeah. You know, Raw Deal. Yeah. Kaminsky stomps the the song that he uses when he goes and takes care of everybody at the end. That's my theme song when I wake up. That's what I listen to. Okay. <laughs> so that so technically the first thing I did was listen to that for about thirty seconds, turn it off and go. Like I I intentionally overslept so I'd have more sleep. I intentionally on my way in got my prime, my two monsters, my Red Bull. Like literally, I kind of restroom duties as always. Like you know, take care of yourself. That that yeah. Kind of. So like, I don't know what first is because it sounds like people stretch and I literally am kind of a robot in that. As soon as I'm awake, I go. So you don't pick up the phone and look at your shit on it. I don't get a chance to. I and and you know what I used to look because okay. we used to have a TV in our bedroom. We got rid of that, um, and then we both used to just be on the phone both first thing and last thing in the day, and I didn't like how my brain felt um, because I'm going to be in it all day anyway. I kind of try to not look at it. I tapped my belly because the phone usually is there. Um, Until I've gotten close to the door where I've got to disarm the alarm. And once I've done that, I'm, I'm on all of the apps in real time simultaneously. I'm everywhere. But before then, I try to not look at my phone Try not look at um, my email, go in the office and look at the computer. Just restroom du- music, restroom duties, get dressed. I typically don't eat breakfast. I don't like breakfast. And That's because you don't like normal I don't like human eating. food. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't. He runs it's on very, like caffeine drinks. Caffeinated <laughs> drinks. And I'm, Old uh, whoppers. if you want to do a sponsorship, it might not be for being master, but talk to me separately. I drink Soylent. It's a great breakfast uh, it's a great nutritional drink that is basically a breakfast shake. Okay. has all the nutrients in it. If I drink three of those, I've eaten all I needed for a day. Like, that's how I used to operate. Knowing y'all has helped change some of these behaviors. <laughs> but, um, no, like, I'm not, as much as I'm in social, I'm not immediately when I wake up have to dive in. Because I know when I'm in, I'm in. So I'm going to give myself You committed, like, I, yeah. when I commit, I'm, I'm in. And I'll, I'll, just as a quick segue, that TikTok conversation's interesting, because I'm I'm that guy. Like, I, I'm in it, all in. And there's no way for you, I don't think, Heidi, to learn the algorithm without suffering the algorithm. Because the nature of how it builds is, do you like it or not? You have to, for a good amount of time, yes, no. But after a while, it knows you. Yeah, no. It just like, and that's not a benefit. That doesn't sound good to most people, like, most healthy people. Doesn't speak to me. Like I, like kid you not, I've watched it. And I was like, oh, because it doesn't know Ooh. you yet. It it doesn't matter. I don't think even if it knew me <laughs> that I would like. Because okay, actually like it. If the original intent was dancing videos, right? Like that's kind of what yeah. blew up. I am not the human being that should be doing that. And if anyone saw me looking at TikTok and they looked over my shoulder and saw little girls dancing, they should call the cops. <laughs> That's not what my TikTok is now. Like, there's learning. There's ex-CEOs talking about how to uh, manage uh, their companies the, the right way. There's artists. There's music. Okay, so... But it took, it, took the, it took the pandemic, frankly. Like, 
Because then I started adding friends who have similar interests and were on earlier. Okay. So I could go to their posts and see. And now it's like, oh, you like video game stuff. How about this? Harden. Okay, so you like that stuff. So let's give you more of that. It kind of takes training, which is not a re- If it's a pool, <laughs> I'd say train. If it's for your personal consumption, I probably would avoid it if I were you. I mean, um, it's a tool. It's definitely a tool because it's just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And I, don't I do know. post, but I'm not going to share. If anyone tried to find me, they would. And I apologize in advance. Because um, I am of the era of the internet that I am of. So my meme culture is a little different than my business acumen. And you made the point. Yeah. Do you want to separate those things? Somewhat I do. Somewhat I can't. Because whatever you find value in how I do things is getting it's getting informed by that experience. Because it is part of you. Like, yes. that's yeah. just it. It is part of you. And so I think that's maybe where I also struggle with, like, the whole TikTok. It's like, okay, I have to invest in this tool. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I get it. Ten swipes. I give you a challenge. If you're going to open TikTok, minimum ten swipes. I do. But if you don't like it, no more. No more. Like, literally, I don't like this video. I don't like it. Like, actually well, see, see I don't, it and say no and I just, then go forward. No, I just if swipe. If you swipe. I just swipe and swipe. It's <laughs> measuring, okay, you were on that video for four seconds and this one for one, so I'm going to give you more of that four-second type video. It's doing that as you do. It's a little nefarious how the software works. I'm just. It's, it's not. Maybe I need it's to a separate. It's, it's a separate episode, with. honestly. Like, yeah, because, like. The meta, no association with the company now. Of how they build social is not good for human psychology. It just isn't. And maybe that's why I also I reject you, it a, l- you a little sense bit. It. Like, like this is not this good. is not good for our brains. Like, <laughs> it is. like everything you thought you sensed, they've just turned up to eleven. And since you're not on Facebook, you probably don't know that they have a they got sued for everything around that election. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be getting paid because I was my data was compromised. So if you didn't get a message from Facebook, they didn't give your data to folks inappropriately. Well, they probably did. I'm just not on it. So I, I literally just... deleted the whole entire So you're app. good. It's... Like, I deleted everything. Like, you go look for me, you won't find me on Facebook. I'm not going to say I already have. Well, but I, I will say for sure that I did not see you. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. He stalked me a little bit. I stalk everybody that I care about a little bit. That isn't exactly what I'm <laughs> That's a matter of speaking. Matter of speaking. Um, no, but I think that brings up a, an interesting, like, discussion. Uh-huh. So, business, mm-hmm. interviewing people, yes, meeting people, mm-hmm. do you, either of you, quote unquote, stalk to see what people are like on socials, to see what their personality is, like if they're actually presenting authentically or, ooh, maybe I don't want to associate with that person. 100%. Um, if they have a private account. If we're not connected and they have, because I would imagine it's a safe bet if you have an Instagram, it's restricted. Meaning if I'm not your friend, I can't see your content. Right? It used to be. So now you can, you can see my content. Okay. So, so like literally uh, maybe last week or so, it was complete. So I was locked down. I'm, I'm not kidding. Like listener, like I was locked I'm down. still not going to share your social, but like yeah. that's an interesting change. So if I run into someone I'm meeting and they're locked. It kind of depends on the nature of the business meeting. Like, because if we're going to be creative, collaborative, I'm going to shoot you a friend request as soon as we've had that business interview. Like, oh, God, here's my business card. Oh, your business card only has your email. I can find what I need. And I'll find all of your accounts. And if I'm like, okay, it 
it's open. Cool, these pictures. I'm going to just shoot through the friend request because who knows, maybe you popped in my recommended since we have 15 mutual friends. But if you're locked all the way down, it does speak to me in a particular way. I was pretty locked down probably when you were looking. It was very curious. The only place I found you, I think, was LinkedIn. Uh-huh. And I think all that I could see was your profile picture. Yes. And I think I just sent you the... the no, I actually waited because it would have been wholly inappropriate. I waited until things resolved and then I sent the invite. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what about you? Do, do so, you find well, value in the search? The it's interesting. <laughs> um, yes, I do uh, tend to check people's socials out. Um, I work with a lot of musicians yeah. and part of my job is um, doing like social media management and mm. stuff. And I consult with musicians on how to like grow their fan base and, and that kind of stuff. So from that aspect, I I actually have to, yeah. for my job, like look at their social media and like, how are they using it? What kind of content are they putting out there? Um, and that kind of stuff. So I do that for like a research kind of basis. But um, I have in the past when, uh, for a less professional reasons, when I'm, uh, meeting somebody or interested in dating this person or whatever I will like scope out whether or not I could find them on social media and like are they really weird um and that that kind of stuff because safety first oh absolutely so uh yeah and it's it's funny because I have some friends that are the same way like I'll be very coded when I'm talking to certain people about oh I like this one person and I give nicknames to the different people that I'm interested in and my one friend, she was, like, able to decipher just by, <laughs> like, the coded things that I said. She's like, while I'm still talking to her, and she's like, is it this person and this whatever? And I'm like, I hate you. Because she was right. <laughs> and she's just like, I'm like, how the hell do you figure this shit out? But, you know. I mean, let's live in the internet. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it, it's interesting um, how accessible some some stuff is. And, it what's also interesting um i am still trying to figure out like if if i find out information about a person like a potential client like maybe their political views aren't exactly my political views do i still want to work with them and my instinct is to be like no i don't because i don't want to represent somebody and give their voice, like, a louder, you know, like you were mm-hmm. saying, like, that whole platform thing. Like, I don't want to raise them up if I don't align with their political views. But I know, like, you and I, Robert, have had this, like, conversation before. And it's like, well, sometimes it comes down to the money. And I'm like, well, I mean, if I'm getting paid a lot of money, then I, maybe what I, I've thought about doing this thing because this hasn't happened yet and who knows, maybe I'll blow up and this will be like a real problem that I have to like actually deal with. But, um, like for instance, if somebody, um, was anti-trans, um, I am not anti-trans, but if I was working with this person, my solution to that would be to take a portion of whatever they're they're uh, paying me and donate it mm-hmm. to groups that support uh, trans people. And and that's I don't know if if that makes it any less bad, but I think it kind of a little bit does. But I 
at the end of the day, I would rather just prefer to work with people that like align with me um, politically uh, because that's just my personal preference. But that's like my little like fail safe. It's like push comes <laughs> to, to some. They're, they're giving me a million dollars to do this thing. Like, yes, I'm going to donate like a good portion of that to to whatever is the opposite of what they believe. But that here's the thing. What if their message is counterintuitive to what you're actually donating to? So you've raised their voice and allowed it to happen. But just because you donate money doesn't mean that that platform gets to be raised because of your dollars being donated. It's a tricky conversation, right? It, it is. Right. It so is. what if you don't know on social? You go and look. You do the stalk thing like I enjoy doing. It's not clear. And they're going to be a client. They want your camera. They want your eye. They want the results. Uh-huh. It, I mean, it does to some degree come down to how much you do in your pre your pre your preparation, your pre production for these events. Because if you know you're going to an event and they're just like, "Oh, it's a comedy show," cool. To what degree are you asking? Do you like at what point okay. does it become too much for you to worry about another set? If they're explicitly anti-trans, for example, mm-hmm. I imagine that they're going to be loud about. Some right. people hold anti-trans beliefs, but don't act on them because exactly they don't share the megaphone. They're not social. But they also don't no. understand. So that I feel like there's a distinction between those two 100%. types. One hundred percent. If they're very active, like I wouldn't promote a person that is actively like spewing hate, where I'm like pushing content that's spewing hate. There. There, the only example I can give is I watched this one TV show and this group of girls was working on uh, an app and it was a beauty app. And so they had this like influencer to um, partner with and they found out later that um, they were going to partner with like a product that was um, promoting period products for anyone who menstruates. Sure. And they found out that the influencer doesn't believe that anyone that isn't a woman can menstruate, which is very dismissive of non-binary and trans folk. And so they they had to figure out, like, well, what do we do? Because working with this influencer has brought a bunch of followers and gotten us a lot of money and all of this kind of stuff. But we don't believe what they believe. But they didn't know any of this stuff prior because she, the the influencer, was not very vocal about her political views. And at the end of the day, they still decided, you know, we're not going to move forward with another campaign. And unfortunately, it it is a show. But, like, unfortunately... um, the influencer decided to like spew all this hate like we ended on bad terms and it impacted them negatively so that's unfortunate but but i think like that it it can be so applied to real life because Mm -hmm. it's that risk like what are you willing to um jeopardize yourself for and like what you stand for Mm -hmm. and if it makes you feel icky why are you going along with it Mm -hmm. like being who you are and being comfortable with who you are and being bold enough to be like, that's just really not for me. That's not part Mm -hmm. of my journey. That's not my brand. And I'm sorry that I can't collaborate. I can't promote this. It's not me. And being able to actually say that and step away from money, publicity, whatever comes with that. Um, 
I think speaks so much about your character and mm-hmm. and really knowing who you are, like the the B part, like really the essence of you and the core of you. Mm-hmm. Um, because how how awesome and like easy is it just to be like, yeah, I'll just take whatever, but to really find the people that connect with you on a personal level. That's why I say like, you know, what restricts you from posting your podcast? What what made you change mm-hmm. from, oh, I can't put, you know, kiddish things out there. Like, be true to you and who you are because you, there's only one of you. And, and you are amazing and awesome. And, like, why not share that part? And don't be afraid. Like, not everybody's going to like you. No, and that's that's what it is. I'm afraid of how people will perceive me. And, um, and because of that, I, I tend to not post content because I don't want people to like, to not like something and then be like, oh, well, Mare's about this thing. So, you know, we don't like her anymore. Do you want to hang out with them? Bingo. Yeah, I guess not. It's a, it's a problem. Okay. I have, but you're not alone in that though. That's fair. Like you just aren't. I mean. I, I've had conversations with Robert. Where I was like, I can't figure out my voice. Like, I literally, mm-hmm. if, if you look on my, in, like, stuff, you will see, like, there's gaps. And there's, like, gaps for specific reasons. Um, But it was also, like, how do I, like, where where am I? Like, how do I fit in this? What do I actually want to share about myself to the to the world because once it's out there it's out there exactly that's okay but that's what i'm afraid of i'm like once it's out there it's out there and i don't i don't feel comfortable with that person what are you a product or are you a person if you're a person you're going to change you're going to change that's fair like no and like what you were saying like um if i put something out there and then my feelings change i can always go back and be like hey like listen like my Feelings about this particular thing have changed. And let's hope any of us are successful enough that someone screen caps this video and holds it in in perpetuity, even though you pull it down so they can cancel you 10 years. No, okay. Because if they do that, that means you succeeded to such a level that somebody knew and waited. That's not typically where anyone is. Okay. You change your mind, it'll go. It's fine. Well, and even with this conversation that we're having about like, well, if the people don't align with your political views. I'm like, oh, but if people, like, don't agree with me and now they hate me because of, like, this particular way that I feel. You know what I mean? And so then I'm like... But think about how many people are literally on this world. Mm-hmm. Not every single person is going to... Not every single person likes me. Trust me. <laughs> I know. Are you sure? I have been in four <laughs> meetings where it was very clear they didn't like Things me. Things are made very evident, whether said or otherwise. And you know what? I'm okay with them okay. not liking me because I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I got to get on that level because it, I... It takes time it, and practice. It does. It takes time and practice, but it's also finding who you truly are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you start to become comfortable with who you truly are and showing up like, eh, I understand you might not like me, but it's okay if you don't. I might not like you. <laughs> I love that. So I have a question for both of you. That's interesting. Both of your positions seem more similar than different in terms of if there is an alignment, you'd be more likely to work with somebody. If there's a disalignment, you're more likely not to. 
Mm-hmm. I have. It took my years of being public. I'm not really public. I've only had thousands of friends and followers in the last five or so. No, prior you, to that, you are like you are like the little kid that runs around in the like the Superman costume or the superhero costume in the grocery store. I am this. That's what you are on the internet. And uh-huh. so people think that is what you are. <laughs> and so like in real life, that's why I'm like no, 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 no. <laughs> like we need the we need our listeners to actually understand know the you. person behind the Yes. And it's a little because it's you're a freaking awesome. I yeah, hear 100%. You and appreciate that. I agree with that. Uh, just a little tidbit before the point I was going to make. Thank wrestling. Yeah. Wrestling. If anyone that likes wrestling understands wrestling. There's a term called kayfabe. I don't know if you've heard that term before. So if you see The Undertaker in real life and it's the promo run for WrestleMania, he's not his real name. He's The Undertaker. To every fan. Because he has to stay in character. I kind of internalized that to a degree. So let's put that aside mm-hmm. for the moment. My point was going to be, I kind of decided probably around that election. I'm willing to work with anybody so long as we have an agreement. I'm not going to hide what my other beliefs or thoughts are. I'm not going to hide them. But if we're working on this one thing, and we both believe this one thing, that's where we agree. And I'm cool. So long as you're not trying to hurt anyone, actively hurt anyone, I can allow that you have your own thoughts. That has caused me a lot of consternation and pain because in that year, the result went like it did. My neighborhood imploded on itself. I didn't like what was going on. We have a very disparate, different set of people living really close. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. We're all going to have ice cream. We're going to have ice cream and I'm going to buy ice cream. And honestly, I just need us to be able to come together and have ice cream, even if who you voted for won or who you voted for didn't and what you think that win or loss means. Because mm-hmm. we're still going to be neighbors next next week. We're neighbors. I did that. A lot of people more than I anticipated, supported it. What none of them actually acknowledged until it was money in hand was I was going to donate to the Trevor Project and I was going to donate to NAACP. Do you want to Made tell what clear. those are? Uh, the, so the I, NAACP is the um, nonprofit that helps support the advancement for black people in America. And Trevor Project focuses on a lot of queer issues, particularly gay and uh, lesbian and trans young people, uh, helping mental health stuff around that. So... I, I, I didn't walk away with any money. I got awesome ice cream from a local business in Lakewood. And the neighborhood's like, why'd you invite those people? And other people are like, why'd you invite them? Both sides were like, why'd you invite them? And I'm like, the center point is we all are in Collinwood. That's why. You were trying to be Mr. Rogers. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I hadn't actually pieced that together. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I will work. I'm not saying I'll work explicitly with an anti-trans person because mm-hmm. I believe trans people are people and they have rights. Right. But if you think differently and we can help black kids get their illiteracy up and you're able to be quiet, I'm not going to talk about those things when I'm helping black kids' literacy get lifted because that's the point of this thing. You want to help me here, I'll accept you. But that's you- not where everyone can work. Like, that's a place I'm comfortable. I see a lot of my friends can't mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. And I don't judge that. But I'm having this statement because I would love to know if the listeners hear that, like, share your comments. Like, is it even reasonable that I'm saying flatly, you voted for X. If we agree about this thing, I'm I'm going to leave that off the table as long as you're not talking about it. As long as you're not bringing it 
to harm, to bear against people I care about. You can have your thoughts because we all agree or disagree on everything. But what happens if you're working on a project and then they become loud about something that you think they're They're removed. So, like, I have these conversations prior to. Like, I this conversation I've had. Like, so you know who I voted for. You see what I wear. You know. So, if you're good with that and we can focus here, let's do it. Now, if they're dishonest with themselves and they think they can, and then they get around, and again, our nature, the nature of our space, we're a black leaned space that's for everybody. If you're not comfortable necessarily with black forward, non-white centered resources, you might not understand that you have that problem until you actually come because mm-hmm. we met on the internet and on the internet, everyone's the same. At least I try to be everybody. So that's why I look like everybody. Um, but yeah, I'm comfortable with that discomfort. Like I feel like there's nothing but discomfort except in spots. So I'm comfortable working in those places. I, I completely respect that. I think that's just like part of the nature of working in business and with community. And um, not all of us are going to be the same. Not all of us are going to have the same thoughts and feelings and things like that. Um, so on that note, I definitely think your approach is appropriate. I mean, we, we have to be able to work with each other. We're, we're Like I said, we're not going to all agree on things. As much as we can, yeah. But... When it becomes hateful and hurtful, mm-hmm. there is a difference. In my, yeah, in my mind, it's the same. Any of the isms, the ists, for me, if you were raised here, you're going to have most of the isms and ists. There's mm-hmm. no way you're not going to have those subconsciously. But as soon as you say a thing and someone tells you saying that hurts and you say, I don't care, I'm saying it anyway, well, we're not talking anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, because I do believe the platform we're creating is important. So I can't let you say it twice. If I didn't know, well, mm. I'm so sorry my listeners didn't know that's how they believe. That's not what I believe. You won't hear them again. But I'm willing to listen to anybody. It's just I know social media makes it very loud, very echo chambery, And I like walking into rooms where people don't like me. I enjoy that part of it. Uh, And I don't know that that's a joy for you necessarily, knowing they don't like you. I'm going to go anyway. Like, there was a different like. That was interesting. (laughs) No, um... (laughs) I don't. <laughs> I did. I got like I, you held it, but I saw for a millisecond. I saw a thing. You didn't see a thing. Um, I won't say I take joy, but maybe I take a little joy of making people um, feel a little bit uncomfortable um, because I think that it makes them have to reflect on themselves. I like that. Uh, I often like when I'm self-reflecting I come up into a situation and I'm self-reflecting what is that situation actually telling me about myself Um, and so by me putting myself maybe in some uncomfortable situations I will say I maybe had shaken a hand of (laughs) of a political person and I wish somebody captured it on camera because the distance they wanted to put between us but couldn't mm-hmm. brought me a little bit of joy inside. And maybe that's just like a little pettiness in me, but I also like knew that they had to sit they had to sit there and feel it. They had to feel the uncomfortableness. Do do I think that they went back and reflected on why they Who knows? I don't know, but I highly doubt it knowing this individual. <laughs> 
But the fact is that they they did, and everybody around us could see how uncomfortable this person was. And they're a political figure, so mm-hmm. you can sh- you can rock some worlds sometimes mm-hmm. by just being you and being present. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now I hear I hear you. It's interesting. <laughs> so I don't I can't say that I'm that thoughtful with it, and I. I am very intentional. I am familiar (laughs) with that kind of a thing. I don't know necessarily that we're thinking about the same instance. We may be, but... Oh, you um, definitely are. (laughs) The idea of being present and being authentic, shaking things, it's kind of the point for me. Like, it's kind of the entire... We're going to all have ice cream. Literally. Well, I'm gluten-free. I know. I've got gluten-free and vegan options. Oh, so yeah, what's your reason for not coming? I can't afford it. I don't need your money. You live a block away... You walk past this place anyway on the day that I pick. You have no excuse other than you want to stay separate. And I think you said you don't. You said you want to be a part of the community. So we're here. And people end up breaking bread, so to speak, and being able to get past that. Now, again, who knows? After that election, things went absolutely bonkers on social. Mm-hmm. I suspect a lot of those people don't talk to each other. But I am I feel like doing stuff like that helped calm what could have been an explosive situation. So I'm always looking for that. Like, as long as, again, as long as you're not hurting others, I'm willing to use, especially using social media, to just get up in your face. Hey, you just said this thing. Well, who told you to talk on my wall? No one told me to. I saw it. It's We're friends, and you didn't lock it from me, so feel free to ban me. Like That's fine, too. And now all of your, I'm not even talking to you. I'm talking to your friends. Everybody sees our interaction. That's so in the same way with said uh, political person. Uh, <laughs> No, it's, it's it's funny. No, I, I, I bring the internet to the real world, and I feel like both of you have an interest in bringing the real world to the internet. You don't yes. like that weird separation. Um, that's an interesting thing. I don't disagree with it necessarily. I just don't know how to be authentic in a way that a platform does not allow. But it's is it pictures. you um, don't know how to be authentic in that because you are still trying to wear the cape around in the grocery store. No cape. I won't say I take offense to the, because I do actually, my mom probably has pictures of me. Like you, have you been talking to my mom? I have not. But I'm on to something then, because Um, real life. It's, well, every, every, you use the word masking. I believe I'm for the most part neurotypical, but the idea of having to think through process, how you're communicating, is a thing I do a little bit. What's the goal? When I'm talking with friends, there's no goal, which is uncomfortable, but like warm. If I'm talking to people I don't know, there's always a goal. So I kind of, I want you to be like, who's this person? I want you to be like, what neighborhood is he from? So I'm conscious of that. And platforms give me the opportunity. So I'm talking about a random video game that no one cares about. Why is he so loud about that stupid video game? And now they look. Why does he keep wearing that on his chest? Silly neighborhood. Why you live there? What? But it forces a thought. So I'm conscious, in a way that uh, doesn't necessarily feel like how your intention to use social is. Like when I see you post, Heidi, you're talking about circumstances or things that you clearly experienced. Mm-hmm. To what degree are you planning that? Like, do you just wake up? Literally yesterday, I got a flat tire. There was a that wasn't that was literally happened. As I, as the moment. I did not realize that wasn't hypothetical. No. Cool. <laughs> no. Not cool. You're here now, which means you got it solved. Oh, I learned. Like, I had never plugged a tire, so I was pretty jacked that I was going to learn how to do it. 
So I now ha- know how to plug the tire. You take the screw out and you got to take the thing and you get all the hole cleaned out and you then put the thing in. But like. And it holds. And it holds. That's awesome. And it's like, but it, it, everyday things apply to you mm-hmm. as a person. And so I think I find inspiration in the small, the small things. The small things that I'm grateful for, the small things that I experience in life. And, um, you know, and then I'm like, okay, how does, how can I share what I've learned or that piece of me onto the internet? So mm-hmm. literally I learned how to change, to get the screw out and I posted it on LinkedIn, but it had a, but it had a lesson in it. I completely relate to that. So, um, I have done like van life. And um, a lot of people post on social media about van life and they over glamorize it. And there are some really wonderful moments to it, but there's also like the reality of it as well. And I try to share the reality and the like wonderful moments. But um, so like I was doing, uh, I was getting really frustrated because I would uh, go on YouTube and try and like figure out how to uh, replace the door handles on my van. And there was like no information on that. So I was like, all right, I'm going to create content for other people because this might be relevant. And I was getting frustrated that the vast majority of YouTube tutorials for vehicles specifically were all done by men. And, and they would like just make all these assumptions that you knew what this thing was and what this thing did so I dumbed everything down and, and not in a way to make people like I, I did it so that they would feel like it was more accessible and not because like people are stupid. And so yeah. I tried to make that differentiation, but I posted one of those videos like my dad was helping me um, change the, the door handles on my van. And um, I posted that video to my my business Instagram. And that was one of the pieces of content where my my one friend was like, well, you look kind of like silly and Maybe not Maybe you need a new friend. I'm just going to put it out you there. You know what? <laughs> so you're Sorry. not wrong. That's a conclusion <laughs> that I have. Um, you know what? You keep going. Just, keep going. Yes. Sorry about that. No, it, it, I appreciate I'm that. I'm certain meaning well, but their meaning well isn't doing well. Right. No, well. and, and so. on a side tangent, I have... Um, been actively reevaluating my relationships with people in general because it is really important to me that the people that I'm surrounded with um, support me and and don't make me feel bad about myself. Um, so yes, okay. But, um, Door handle. <laughs> no, yeah. So it it was, but it was one of those moments where I was like, I'm doing this with this intention. And, and it's not being perceived that way by certain people. And that I've, I still put content out there where it's like, like the other day, well, not the other day, like last month or whatever, my, my car broke down and like died. Like it's dead, kaput. And, um, I was waiting for a tow and there was like this whole thing, fiasco that happened. And I documented the whole thing because I'm like, people will need to know. And like, when I first learned how to change a tire, I documented that. I'm like, look at this. Like, look at what I'm doing and sharing that. And um, 
Yeah, I think that that's important. And one of the pieces of content that I want to to share is like van tutorials, just because, again, there's not a lot of content out there created by non-men about these specific things. And I think it's important for for people in general, but also non-men to know how to do things like change a tire and check your oil or mm-hmm. whatever. And in a way that doesn't make you feel like stupid. In, exactly. <laughs> and and so like I'm going to be cute and a little funny and add a little levity to don't. the situation. Like, frank, like frankly, yeah. like you are what you are. Like I really now looking back, I probably should have really videoed me doing this because it was comical because <laughs> it is hard, guys. You gotta use muscle to actually <laughs> yeah. like jam it in there and like it it was terrible. But in a good way. I got it got fixed. <laughs> it's fixed. Which Still holding air too. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and and another thing too is like I one of my goals for putting out content just in general is to show people like if I can do it, you can do it. And I remember like um I had wanted to get a van for years. And I just I never did it. I kept putting it off, putting it off, and one of my friends she got a van and started working on converting it. And I was like, if she can do it, I can do it. And so then I did. I got a van. And I'm like, if it, she probably didn't intend to inspire people, but she did. And I'm like, I want to help make people realize that, like, these things are possible. And, and it's not just, like, van stuff, but also, like, making, uh, I'm trying to destigmatize mental health. Mm-hmm. And and making that more like accessible and oh yeah I could talk about all these things for forever right but. but I think that's where you allow yourself on social media to literally show up as you mm-hmm. like and don't be afraid now that you're getting new friends of letting people support you in that yeah. and if people don't like it who cares yeah like I said maybe you don't like open. them. <laughs> You know, Honestly. yeah. Maybe you don't like them. Like mm-hmm. it's okay. You're not gonna be everybody's cup of tea. Yep. They're not. You're not gonna have everybody. Like you're not gonna like everybody's tea either. It's like, yes. ooh, what did no. you put in yours? Like, right. we no. need a little honey in there. Yes. <laughs> no, and that's a, that's a really good point because for most of my life, I have definitely lived like I have to be, and we've talked about mm-hmm. this a little bit, the the chameleon kind of thing, but to a point where it's like. I am changing because I'm terrified that if I don't, people won't like me. And not just the, well, we were talking about like my, my personality and my energy can kind of be like very loud and that's okay, but that's not for everybody. So sometimes I turn down the dial a little bit. Certain people get like a volume three and other people get like a seven and then the lucky ones get me at full blast (laughs) out of 10. And, you know, but I I decide who gets what volume level, but I'm working on not being like, well, this person didn't receive me well out of five. So now I'm just going to be a zero around them all the time and just completely turning myself into something else because they didn't accept me for who I was. So how would you feel if you just got to be a 10 all the time? (laughs) 
Okay, so my my instinct is to say like amazing, but then also it's honestly it's exhausting to be me at a ten all the time. It really is. So then that's not truly authentically you. Uh huh. Well, damn. <laughs> because, no, and that that's fair. Yeah. Because if you are always at a ten, maybe you're thinking you always have to be at a ten, and you're really not at that ten. You don't. I You're think it's the only child syndrome, the left-handed, born in the Pisces. All of the things, I think, <laughs> coordinate to this place where why is there a presumption of anything? Yeah. Whatever you are is fine. Right now. If you go, if you if you turn it to 11 right now, I'd prefer you don't blow our microphone out. But beyond our, that. Our listeners probably would appreciate <laughs> beyond that. Beyond that, be all you. If you want to chill out and drop back in the conversation, that doesn't mean we... No one's receipt of you being authentic is an indication of you not being worth being receiving. Like, if I can't take you as whatever you are, that's a me thing. That's not you. Man. I, mean, I appreciate you saying it's, that. It's the reflection of your, like, yeah. themselves. It's that uncomfortable handshake that 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 person steps away and goes, <gasps> but it's, it's them. I can't even believe you had the guts to walk up to me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, I How do. How are you? I, I, you being yourself is that handshake. And the people you like will handshake back the right way. And and that's cool. It's all cool. Because you get to show up as you. And I think that you being able to show up as you in everyday life gets to be translated into that social media of you get to be you on your social media platform. Like, I would drop the F-bomb, but like, F whatever Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> the other people think. Because you are being true to you and showing up as you. And that's all that matters in this world. You get one life. You better live it. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you on that. Yeah. And on the side, the the less human component of it, the business side, clients aren't going to know what you are because you're not even being a good uh, producer of yourself as a client because you're not being you. So you can't promote you. So when they see you being authentic and you're killing it, well, I'm not that. But if she knows how to make that look like that, I want to see what she can make me look like. And I will, will know you. I will say I had a conversation with Robert before I actually launched a business, before I did like um, my website and stuff like that. I was like, I was so struggling with what the my website would look like and what my like brand. Like we talked about my brand. We went through the whole branding thing and I was like, I can't, I can't be X, Y, and Z. Like I can't be this tight knit buttoned up shirt all the time. Right. I was like, but how do I, like, I if I put that out there and they meet me, they're going to be like, what? This is not you. Who are we hiring? Because mm-hmm. that is not me. I can be that, like mm-hmm. you said. Right. The three or the ten. I can have that button-up shirt. I can present very professional, have honest, hard conversations in that mm-hmm. setting. I can also be a very wild child, like, <laughs> we're going streaking! <laughs> you know? Well, but I think what's important is, like, you make the decision yes. on what you give to people. And you don't let other people determine what you give them. Okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Apparently, this turned into a therapy session for me. I'm I mean, here for it. Is good conversation not therapy? No, I think it, I think is. it is. I do, too. Yeah, I agree. But so, you get to you find it. But I think, like... You can take topics like social media and really find the essence of human. Mm-hmm. If done correctly, which you truly try to do all the time, as much as I push back on it. 
Like, because the mm-hmm. point is humans being social on media. That's the point. Yes. So we can't lose it. But I think, like, you spoke to that to me. You're like, Heidi, that's just not going to be you. And I was like, <sighs> I felt heard. Like, I was like, yeah, you're right. It's mm-hmm. not. Like, I can't put that out there because you meet me and you're going, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> she's, she's like something, 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 something spicy. <laughs> No, yeah, like it's 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 a really interesting, and I imagine it's going to be a conversation that continues throughout the episodes because I didn't hear you say you could do it without social media. You said that it's a tool in your kit. It's not. It's not me. It's not the essence of me. So, which means it'll stay a part of the conversation going forward, episode to to episode. But, um, yeah, I just it's such an interesting place to think through how you exist digitally and show up authentically so that when people see you physically, they're not confused. Yeah. Um, unless, of course, that's your intent, which may be my intent sometimes. I kind of like the confusion. But it's an intentional one. It's like the artistry point versus I'm selling a product. I don't need you thinking I sell paper when I sell hot dogs. Mm-hmm. And I the way I talk sounds like the other thing. But, yeah, I... Relative to social media, you you said, Mary, you do social media management. You're thinking about the touring stuff that is neither here nor there. What what else do you got going on professionally in that space? Like, what else do you do creatively? So um, I am switching gears a bit and focusing more on, like, my photography and videography. Okay. Because that's what I, like, love to do. And social media management is kind of the thing that, like, pays well. Mm-hmm. So I do it because of that but like I prefer to only do that with people that I care about whatever project it is that we're working on um and then I've primarily worked with like musicians for the last like six years or whatever and I again I love musicians I love the local scene um I think that it's time that I start branching out beyond just music. Sure. And so that's what I've started to do. And I've had some really wonderful opportunities to work outside of the music industry. Um, for instance, uh, there's board game conventions. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with PAX, but... Um, the it's, Arcade it's... Expo? No. Cool. All right. It is, it's a primary uh, games-related expo that goes on, I think, in all four parts of the country. There's like a yeah. northwest, south, east, and midwesty one. There's there's one in Australia. So like, oh, it's worldwide now. Very what do they what do they do? So there's different we just ones. Play games? Um, you can that's, play that's some the, games. Yes, there's a couple of different. Each one has like a specific like focus. So I went to PAX Unplugged in Philadelphia. And that one is primarily focused on, like, board games and um, a lot of people who have either unpublished board games and they're trying to, like, look for people to uh, publish them or very recently published their game and they're just like, here's a copy of the game. like, And there's lots of demoing and stuff. So that's, like, really cool because you get to – everyone there is somebody that, like, created a board game. And you're like, what? Like, it's – it's not just like Monopoly. It's like you get to meet the people who created Monopoly. And and it's like, what the heck? This is amazing. And all these people are super cool. And so you can go. Um, and I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't always been all that into 
like board games and stuff. There's very specific types that I'm into, even though I did help co-create a board game, which is how I got started with all that stuff. Yes. What kind of game? Um, (laughs) Well, so it's kind of funny because I co-created it with um, a friend of mine and a former partner. And um, my, my partner passed away. And after... I gave the project over to my friend because I was like, you know what? I'm not all that into the the game thing, but you do you because this is clearly like a passion project of yours. So I'm not sure what it is currently, but when I was working on it, it was um, kind of, I explained it like it was like dominoes meets Uno. And if you took a Rubik's Cube and broke it into pieces because it's little cubes with different colors and symbols, and you match it based on color or symbol. And it's like this building block kind of game. I think I might have seen this. Yeah. <laughs> that would be absolutely hilarious. In my world, that makes sense that you would Maybe. see it. Of course. I might have. We'll that would be amazing. We'll talk off microphone to see yes. if we can look. Um, and if so, we'll, we'll share that in a separate social the, media thing. Maybe I have. Like, <laughs> you describe That description me. is very particular. Yeah, like, I'm like, huh. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool game. And I thoroughly enjoyed, like, the playtesting and everything. And so through that, I met a lot of um, board game designers. And that's how I got into um, that, like, realm of stuff. And I was like, this is really cool because they're creative people, which is what I love about musicians. I love just working with creative folks in general. Um, And I had had the opportunity to go to several different conventions. But most recently, I went to... Pax Unplugged, and I worked with um, my friends in uh, Colorway Game Labs, and uh, my favorite game that they've uh, put out there so far is uh, Rap Gods, and that was, like, I first met Amari and like, I think that was 2018 or 2019, something like that, at Pax Unplugged, and he was demoing Rap Gods. And I was like, this is cool because it's a board game plus music. I love both of those things. And then, so like, is it like rap music? Yeah. So you get I'll to, show you it's, off, off yes. camera. Well, <gasps> yes. You should, we should play it after we're done on the podcast for reals. But um, no, and it was really cool because, uh, like, all these years later, I reconnected and he, like, the week before PAX Unplugged, I was like in North Carolina, which is where he, uh, Amari lives. And we met up for coffee and he's like, oh yeah, I'm stressed about going to PAX Unplugged. He's like, oh, when is that? He's like, next week. And I was like, man, I really wanted to go. He's like, I could use another member. And I was like, all right, let me get back to you. It's like two days before the convention. Uh, I was like, you know what? I can go. And then I just drove out to to philly because like why not right exactly life's short (laughs) it it 100% agree with that and it was really cool because it was an opportunity to to do uh photography and videography like I took pictures and like video of them demoing and like just captured um the experience of being at PAX and I got paid to do that which is always awesome love when that happens because as much as I love musicians, they're not always in the capacity to pay me anywhere <laughs> near what I'm worth. Uh-huh. Um, and I will always support musicians. I, I, I got to eat too, though. So, you know. You can't support them if you're not here. Exactly. So uh, it's really cool to venture outside of like the normal things that I do. 
So you do videography and photography. Mm-hmm. Are there any tips that you would just freely give our listeners, like top top tip that you can think of? As far as like the best way to take a selfie? Anything. Or, anything um, that they might be able to use in the real life. Interesting. Okay. Got a question for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me think here. Well, um, know your angles. Okay. Okay, that's really important. And then tell, um, tell me, explain the angles a little bit. Okay, so it depends on the person, but like sometimes going low is your friend. Okay. Like going like get the, low exactly. Okay, and it's you really cool. It's such well, right. hold up. I had to go there. It was, yeah, that's not true. And then I walked you. right into it. And then I was like, wait, hold up. But, um, no, it's something that I've been, like, experimenting with, um, particularly with, like, concert photography and stuff. Um, I, you know, it's easy to be, like, at eye level, like, take a picture, but experiment with different angles, you know? So, like, I, like, crouch down. Like, I will literally, like, lay on the floor to take a picture. Like, okay. I don't care. If I think that that angle looks cool, like, I'm going to do it. And then the other night I was working at this music venue and I was taking pictures and I have a tendency to climb on top of the chair and stand tall and take pictures from above my head while I'm standing on a chair. And Don't fall. No, well, I haven't yet. Knock on wood. I hope that doesn't happen. It, won't. it might. It can't. It we, could. It cannot. We can't it, afford it. It will. I, I have. I have done bad things. <laughs> You tell what <laughs> you can't Whatever just say that. Mind. Okay, like I was trying to like get a picture off of the wall, okay. and my brain wasn't clearly working till I was on top of a chair that was rolly and oh. swiveled. Okay, well okay, here's so, a tidbit. So make sure you pick the legs, right chair, guys. Yes. Wheels. Yes, that's a good place to start. So exactly. make, make sure if you stand on that chair, it doesn't. So move. like one of these. It doesn't move. Yeah. <laughs> That can't go bad. <laughs> I didn't realize it until like I was actually in the moment standing on it. I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna fall. And uh, I fell. Well, <laughs> that's very unfortunate. I so that you ended up being okay after that. I mean, it took a while, but I'm here. <laughs> well, yes, exactly. Right, right. So like make sure you pick the right chair. Mm-hmm. Yes. Stand tall above everybody. Yes. That can be, and just get creative. Like a tree. You know? And it, yes, climb your tree. Because, you know, life is. <laughs> life is just, short. Climb the tree. Right. <laughs> Bring also, animal crackers. You might get hungry. Let's make sure life isn't as short as climbing the tree can make it, though. True. Well, and, I mean, live a good one, and then it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> and don't be afraid to try different perspectives. I think that's just like a general thing. Um, that's, yeah. And just be, be free enough to, to get creative with it. And don't be like, oh, don't do what I do and look at other people's thing and be like, oh, I'm not good enough. Just have fun and take pictures of whatever you want to take pictures of and figure out what your style is. And it doesn't and then use have, them. Yes. And share that with people. Okay. Cause like. <laughs> It's cool if it's a diary. It's cooler yes. if you intend to share it. Right. Yeah. So that's that's also know your worth. Like if you get <laughs> to a point where you're like, you know what, I think I'm good enough to start charging, 
start charging and know your rate and be comfortable saying what your rate is because people will respect that more than you being like, well, I, I mean, maybe I, what, what's your budget? Do you want to pay me this? I, I, I've been there. It's not pretty. And now I'm more comfortable being like, this is what my rate is. You know, is that what works for you? And if I really want to work with somebody and that's not their rate, like within their budget, I'm like, all right, well, what's your, what is your budget? And then I decide, do I want to work with this person? But be confident. And that's also a lesson for myself to just be confident. So. <laughs> Self first, of course. Do what I say, not necessarily what I do. What you haven't done, you're doing more. <laughs> but you're going to right. change it. Exactly. Grow with me. <laughs> Blossom into you. <laughs> yes. Love that. Yeah, I feel like this is a really cool conversation. Um, I got a, a lot more understanding about your social media mores, like why you do what certain things. And that's a really serious place to have it. Like, it caused harm, therefore I remove it. Cool. Yeah. But it's a tool, so I'll use it over here how I can. Mm-hmm. And then and you being affected by people who you cared about and their opinion happens to most of us, but you're making the adjustment. And me, I'm not an example. Don't do what I do at all. I threw myself in in a way that was rare for people, and it worked for me. Being everywhere is not a safe bet for anybody. Mm-hmm. Be where you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And subtract yourself when you no longer feel comfortable. It's not a bad thing. But, like, in terms of social media being an impactful part of your business, Heidi, I'm really excited to see the next few episodes, which, by at the time of recording, you may have heard at least a couple of, Maybe. <laughs> uh, of, of, of this awesome podcast, and hopefully some more. And we'll share news as our network of friends who are sharing things grows. Um, I'm just super excited for another one. This is a third one where we went hot. And this is nuts. It makes him a little nervous. because It he, makes me very nervous. He likes to plan a little bit. And I'm like, nah, let's just see what comes out. And, and it's, it's... It always works. It's like flawless what comes out. I really appreciate you saying so. And and, and all of the feedback we've gotten from you all, too, has been amazing. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'm, I don't know... I have less anything questions. Anything else is there yet. Okay, if you can look back to your younger self, what advice would you give yourself? Oh, Lord. All right. A couple of different things. Um, I would tell my younger self to learn to love yourself a lot sooner because it took the pandemic for me to like put an emphasis on my mental health. So also that as well, like prioritize your well-being as an individual. Stop being a people pleaser because you're like you said, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And that's okay. Be your cup of tea and find the other people that will enjoy your your cup of tea. Um, and the, the confidence thing as well, um, particularly with like the business stuff. There's like a lot of things. I have this tendency, which I'm actively working on, to kind of that whole imposter syndrome mm-hmm. thing. So I will find an opportunity and I will be like, oh, that opportunity is beyond what I'm capable of. And I'll get that imposter syndrome. And sometimes I won't even apply for that opportunity or I will. And then when it doesn't pan out the way that I thought it would, I'm like, well, that's just another reason why I shouldn't be doing the thing. And so just like trust the process and believe in yourself and 
reach for all the opportunities and and follow through with the ones that do work and use the ones that don't as a lesson to continue to grow instead of using it as an excuse to stop doing the thing. Especially if it's a thing that you genuinely care about. Don't be like, oh, well, it didn't work out with this one thing, so now I'm just going to never do that again. Because that just sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then to end, I think my last question is, what would you like to tell your future self? We better be sipping my ties in the Maltese. That's all I got to say. I mean, that's not like far from what I would like my future self to be doing. I have a lot of goals. Um, Yeah, I want to to continue to build my business. And um, it's particularly the remote side of, of my work so that I have the freedom and flexibility. I mean, the whole reason I got into being a freelancer was uh, so that I could travel. But also I have medical conditions, so I want to be able to give myself the time to to relax and take care of myself. And, and being a freelancer allows me to do that. So I, I would love to be in an even better situation where I'm able to to travel more and do more of the things that I love uh, while also prioritizing my own health. And and figure out who I am. Like you were saying, like figure out who you are. Because I think that is so important. And it's not something that I had really given much thought to prior. Like I was always like, this is who I am in relation to other people. Like I am this person because I'm a daughter or a sister or whatever. Like I'm this person's partner, whatever. And I'm like, who is Mare? without relation to other people. And and so my future self, you better fucking figure out who the <laughs> hell you are, girl, and embrace the hell out of that. And yeah, just enjoy life. That's another thing. Just be more present in the moment and enjoy life because life is short and you better be sipping those Mai Tais in the Maldives or I'm going to kick your ass. No, just kidding. From the past. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay, so if anybody is looking to find you, wants to maybe hire you, get to know you, because you're be awesome, okay. let's connect. Um, so I can be found on Instagram, um, at Mermaid Mogul. That's Mer, like air with an M, made like I made something, and then Mogul. Um, I'm not going to get into that. Um, but And then uh, my email is collab at mermaidmogul.com. My website is mermaidmogul.com. Those are the best ways to, to get a hold of me. So listeners, if you are wanting to meet somebody really awesome and cool that might just spark your interest, please reach out to her. Thank you. I second that. I'm grateful. <laughs> Mare is a, a regular collaborator around the home chair and master collective terribly talented so definitely reach out um yeah just thank you for being a part of the podcast like, thank you guys for you having me yeah. <laughs> thank you. this was like a lot of fun and i it was funny because i was like oh i'm nervous i'm like no i'm excited all about that that's, mindset that's, that's stuff that right stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, this has been a blast so yeah. thank you Good. i'm glad. glad yeah so yeah it seems like we're just about done then yep awesome well yeah if 
I hope everybody enjoyed this episode and keep tuned to whatever platform you're listening to us on. You'll definitely be um, hopefully sooner than later seeing some of the sister projects coming off of this, but for sure, sure, stay with Be A Master and thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you. I think we're not <laughs> <laughs>